0: Whoa, a tiring week for both of us this week. I, I, I rescued you from Skull Island, um, which, and I'm sorry that I left you there, but you know, King Kong seemed to enjoy your your lovely golden locks. I don't know; it was something to do with that.
1: Um, yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think you're leaving me there, but also bringing me back. I think it's cancelled out. I think we're we're fine. We're friends well, again
0: it was tiring really because we on the way back we, uh, we 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 came across a giant monster guy and and the monster guy was so angry he was shooting five star reviews everywhere that he could go and um the the good thing was we 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 were enjoying being hit with those five star reviews it was uh, it was a treat um cuz that's what we want we want five star reviews that's what this is um it's a podcast uh, we're doing some, art, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, we you know we live and die by five star reviews. I mean, I don't, we don't die by them, but you know, we get no. you know, more friends, more listeners. If you were, yeah. we get to shoot up them charts. And, yeah, you know, give us some, give us some. Takes yeah. a minute of your time; it's easy.
0: It's a wonderful thing, and even leave a review is nice. We got our first two star review. Um, people did not like our sandwich, but uh, it's fine, you know. Uh, we're not didn't like their review so screw them yeah fuck them um yeah so anyway join all the groups facebook instagram um we've got exciting stuff coming up on patreon so that's worth a look i'll leave a link for that in the old thing but apart from that let's um stomp our way into the podcast
1: yeah let's do it
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, the horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you scream from a distance. Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of lovely chatty goodness. My name's Mark and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello, Matthew. You're back. I'm back. Better than ever. Back and
1: loving life.
0: Yeah. Um... Kicking ass and taking names. I'm not really sure what that means. Uh someone explained it to me recently, but I still don't really. Um but yeah. I don't are you kicking ass and taking names?
1: It No, I think a bit violent for yeah. my liking. It uh... seems like a lot of admin for violence. Um It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean do you carry a notepad around? While you you you're kicking ass, are you supposed to just remember them and jot them all down?
0: I wonder if people would be um, happy to give you their name once you kick their ass. Perhaps they'd be reluctant, and plus you'd have to make sure you didn't beat them to unconsciousness. Um, To be honest, it don't work as a thing, does it? Kicking ass and taking names. This changes to something else. Uh, Kicking ass and feeling bad about it. Kicking ass and taking photographs to remember the situation, um, something like that. Uh, anyway, that's a bit of a weird one. Um, what have I done?
1: Yeah, need- needless to say, there, there's been a distinct lack of violence, uh, throughout well, I would say the last week, you know, since I've been off, but like the last 30 years, it's just it's quite peaceful, generally.
0: Yeah, like a, a Buddha or something, or a um. I won't say I'm that enlightened. No, uh, but who else is peaceful? Yeah,
1: I, I, I just know I'm a very weak person, so I, I should avoid conflict wherever possible.
0: Maybe if you had a stick, a bit, some, some kind of big stick, back with a nail in it. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Um, is that a monkey paw wish? It is, isn't it? Um, or something like that. Anyway. Uh, Weird Simpsons thing, that one. Let's see. What was I going to say? What was I going to talk about? Um, I went to the gym. I went to the gym for the first time in forever. Um, I nearly sang Frozen then. For the first time in forever. Sorry. um, Brain's not working. Uh, Yeah, I went to the gym. and um, It's been such a long time. I I made some faux pas.
1: Um, oh no. We're
0: not really. No. Did you
1: re rack the weight? No. That's the that's important.
0: Well, number one, I started on the cardio, which is a stupid thing to do. Um, because then you can't really go lift any weights because of the sweatiness of yourself. Uh well, certainly of myself. And then I also wore a gray t shirt. So oh, yeah. And I was I was absolutely dripping. I mean it, it was embarrassing how bad the cardio was, but you know it's a place to start in it you never know i noticed myself yeah I mean, you,
1: you know you, you can't just go from uh, zero to hero nothing to marathon can you no no
0: it's a shame really because like 3 2020 i was running half marathons but uh, now i'm eating eating at least four marathons a day ah oh, very good <laughs> Uh,
1: well Snickers for
0: our younger listeners? Yeah, Snickers for the younger listeners or American listeners. I don't think they would have ever had a marathon. Uh, well, you
1: know that marathon. Uh, the, the, it was always Snickers originally. Yeah, and they yeah they just named it Marathon briefly when they tried to resell it as a health bar.
0: <laughs> it's got nuts uh, in yeah, it. Yeah, it's
1: it's named after the uh, the creator's horse. Snickers. Yeah. What's a snickerdoodle is that? It's a biscuit, isn't it, of some sort? Um see now I'm I'm not too sure on that. I'm thinking of a fluffer nutter, uh, which is a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich.
0: I don't like marshmallow. I'm sorry to tell um, you.
1: Snickerdoodle is a type of cookie, uh made with flour, fat, sugar, and salt and rolled in cinnamon sugar.
0: That sounds good to me. I like cinnamon sugar. Um it's better than watermelon sugar. No, well, look, we're getting a bit weird now. We've 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 had a week apart, and we've um we've got a bit odd. Um, so let's get into this actual uh, podcast uh, a bit and start with the old uh, sandwiches. So last week you weren't here. We had Alistair on, and um, because he's a board game guy, we did some board game things. Um,
1: yeah. So I, I tried. I tried my best to uh to join. I was ready to uh to hop on Zoom from Spain. Uh but unfortunately King Kong was really hard to find over there. So I wasn't able to uh to really get a chance to watch it. And BBC iPlayer, player, it it wouldn't let me even with a VPN on. So that was rude. Did you manage
0: to watch it since or
1: I haven't, no, because so I got back recently and uh having to watch Movies that we are going to be covering later. I mean, we know what it is. Godzilla, isn't it? It's, it's Godzilla episode. It,
0: yeah, it, it's Godzilla. Don't worry about it. Yeah, We're really so, yeah. I watched that right. instead.
1: But I did did get my answers ready for the sandwiches you covered, so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up and jump in with these.
0: Let's do it. So, are you gonna go for your party of five that first?
1: Go on then. Yeah, I'll go in with that first.
0: So, did you go for Survivors or? horror characters.
1: See, I went a bit of, a bit of both. A bit of both. Oh. Yeah. I think, see, I know, I know very, very little about Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Yeah, well, me too. And I'll, I'll uh, warn you when I did this with Alistair, he was able to tell me what groups the characters I chose would go into. I, I, I won't be able to do that for you.
1: Um, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to, uh, so I'll have to get Alistair to, uh, Tell you. drop us a message in the uh, in in the Facebook group once once this is out and it can tell me how well I did mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah I know very little about the indie apart from the sort of film that came out this year which was it's really good i enjoyed it good film and so what I've I think I've gone too heavy with uh with the supernatural with it I think I've I'm expecting to fight magic more than I maybe would do. Okay. But, so I'm going to start with one that came to mind immediately, just because of where I was uh, when I was thinking about this. so I was in the I was in the Basque region, northern Spain, and there is a film uh, in the Basque language called Ermentari right uh it's on Netflix uh subtitled the blacksmith and the devil and I'm going to choose patchy the blacksmith from the film because like I think this guy is going to do most of the heavy lifting for this film okay because for the start of the film he's got a black he's got a demon uh locked up in his you know his smithy shop so you know he's a lot of work to lock up a demon, and um, by the end of this film—I mean, spoilers—if you are going to watch it, I do recommend it's a good film. Uh, he ends up going into hell to fight the devil, so you know he's 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 kicking ass and taking names, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he's my first. He's the muscle of the group here.
0: Right. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm trying to think if I could think of classes. I don't know if a barbarian is a class, but that sounds probably about right.
1: Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I think it's no quite nicely. Uh and then we need a we based on you know the film that came out this year, we need a planner. So we need someone to put the, the wheels in motion. Mm-hmm. So I have gone with one of the most ridiculous plans, but also Perfectly executed and rather terrifying uh, in all of horror movies. I am going for Ellen Taper Lee, who is the dead grandmother from hereditary. <laughs> right. I okay. Mean, that film, from beyond the grave, she puts a plan in motion that involves killing a person, planting people around to possess another person, and basically bringing back one of the princes of hell. So in terms of, you know, the morality of my team, it's a bit all over the place at the minute. So we'll we'll address that later. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we can just, we just have to assume that they're all going towards a common goal anyway. So it's, I think that's not a worry.
1: Okay. Well, in number three, then, uh, I mean, what horror team, would be complete without Ash Williams from Evil Dead.
0: Ah, right, yeah,
1: but uh, you know he's my he's he's the charmer. He's the the one who's going to have to uh, you know lay the uh, well lay the woo on people, and on top of that, you
0: know, Oot people with take a, a chainsaw and a shotgun yeah. to
1: some random ass monsters. And then I've gone for something super powerful because something that can basically just do whatever, which I think would be really helpful in any situation. Uh, I'm going for Pennywise. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, again, he can just do whatever, can't he? He's not going to...
0: He's some sort of magician-type
1: character, I guess. He's a a magician, yeah. I guess. He can... Turn up in the background of places. He can possess people. He can basically just cast a pallor over a whole town. <laughs> so you know he's, he's immensely powerful being, but also yeah, you know, a bit wacky when he wants to be. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, I've got two goodies and two baddies in this bit. So we need someone just to start to hold this team together. Balance out. Yeah. Br a moral compass for the team, but also a survivor who has taken the fight to a monster quite a lot. And just everyone's favorite final girl. I'm going for Laurie Strode. Right.
0: Okay. Um, I
1: thought we were going to choose someone different then. Um, Yeah. I realized when I said everyone's favorite final girl, there could have been like four for that. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: oh, that's uh, that's lovely. I toyed with having Laurie Strode in my team. Um, my team, in the end, was made of I think all final girls. Um, but I think I, yeah, I went for Sydney Prescott in the end. Um,
1: another another grand choice.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney Prescott. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I was like you then. I, I went, I, I sort of, I, I went down a power route. Like, aside from Sydney Prescott, everyone else there was pretty uh, pretty powerful. Apart from, I think I had Erin from Your Next. Because, um, you know, she's pretty good at stuff. Pretty good at stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, you want to rampage someone, don't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, that sounds like a, a wonderful team to lead you on a quest, um, or someone's going to lead someone on a quest. Go for a quest to get the Necronomicon or something. Like, there you go. You, you you're already on a you're already on a journey. Um, I don't know anything about D and D, but um, yeah, we're
1: going to have to arrange some sort of campaign playthrough fun thing well for
0: the, uh... alistair did say he'd knock something together for like a horror one so um i think uh, you can expect that in the future people uh future people and uh that's something that will appear on the patreon so you can always uh go over there and that'll um that'll be on there oh the weird thing i know. um so the other thing that we did, the other slice of bread that we did, but you're gonna cover two slices in one here, is uh coming up with a cheeky board game based off a horror movie. I I I said Godzilla, but I also but then I didn't have any idea how that would work. But yeah, I'm pretty useless.
1: Yes, yeah, so my thinking for this one is because I'm I'm kind of vaguely aware of where board games are now because they've moved a lot from when we were kids Uh, because they seem to be very elaborate now and very and have you know lots of mechanics and all sorts of weird ways that you can win and lose and yeah they just seem to have much like the way that video games are going for me now, they've just seem to have moved far beyond what I'm comfortable with, <laughs> which is basically Scrabble and Monopoly. Or oh, mouse. Uh, but my my absolute favorite board game, uh, which is one that yeah, you know, I'm I'm I don't think I'm being egotistical to say I'm very good at is Cluedo. All right, okay. So I, I'm I'm basing mine off Cluedo, so it's going to be there's going to be a big murder mystery element to it. Ooh. But something I can't for the life of me remember, the board game that it is, because uh, you know, I'm not a big board game guy, but I kind of hear bits and pieces from people that are. And there is a board game where one person is in charge. Well, not in charge. It's basically his role in the game is to sabotage things. All right. And... Just to ruin it for the others, and I think things like keep the game going or stop people winning it, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to smash these two ideas together and have uh, a murder mystery on the one hand, and also this saboteur, this you know outsider character for the other. And the idea is that instead of you know being this saboteur, I think one person has to be a physical killer and take out other characters discreetly, you know? Yeah. And what film fits that mold better than Scream?
0: No, no film fits that mold better than Scream. Well, a a lot of films from the nineties after Scream fit that mold, but (laughs) I think you're right. I think it would be, uh, that sounds like a really great game. I want to play that game now. Well, yeah, I'm not
1: hundred percent sure how it would work, but <laughs> no, no I'm sure someone uh more fair with board games would be able to uh you know, work something out for it.
0: Yeah, no. Well, like I say like I said, I came up with Godzilla, but I really just went, uh, Godzilla? He's got a dice. So uh my mind wasn't yeah, you came up with a much better concept than I did. I was uh uh, i don't know what happened to me last last week with that um my imagination failed me which is bad or did it i don't remember maybe it was a great episode
1: like i mean the, the other thing that i you know would have to do is just think of Sprabble, but you have to you know write out the necronomicon which wouldn't I mean, it would make for an interesting game, wouldn't it? But
0: <laughs> it feels like you're fucking with things that you shouldn't be fucking with, though. Uh, yeah,
1: there is, a, <laughs> there is a there is a strong element of danger there.
0: Yeah, I think even if I presented with a Necronomicon, I'd probably say, "Well, maybe I just I just leave it." Um, I mean, because my a thing is, I always say that you know, if you read a book made of flesh, you sort of deserve what you get. Um, to be honest
1: there is a strong element of that yeah yeah
0: yeah so no let's not have uh evil let's not have necronoble, nobble
1: necronobble scrabble <laughs>
0: scrabble omicon scrabble omicon
1: oh yeah okay that works yeah, something
0: like that scrabble on no it doesn't work it doesn't work it's a hard word to say and uh it's made my brain go Weird, um, lovely. So, let's get into this. Um, oh, lovely, delicious movie filling here in Kai July. Well lovely pun. Um, yeah, I still, still like here. Right. It's pretty good, it's pretty good. And, um, this week we're covering Godzilla, or if you like, Godzilla, uh, from 1954. Now before we get into this, I'd like to issue an apology on my own behalf, which is that I had this movie included in my top five foreign language movies. And having watched it, I don't think it was this movie that I saw. Because um, I, I definitely hadn't seen this movie. Um, so I'm not sure what, because I watched a lot of those sort of movies with my dad. So I think it must have just melded into something else. But uh anyway that's that's my apology issued I probably would add it in my list now anyway so it's fine <laughs> so the, yeah you could
1: have said nothing and you'd just gotten away with it
0: no because um I feel like I feel like pride yourself upon
1: your honesty with the listeners
0: I feel like there's a lot to be said uh about this film and um sort of almost embarrassingly when I go back to that top five I think I probably should have said more of the things that about it so uh anyway doesn't matter um i've said it i'm honest um i'm an idiot oh i'm definitely an idiot um anyway so directed by ishiro honda and um it ha- stars akira I- i'm sorry if i mess any of these up by the way um akira Takerada as Hideto Ogata and um, M- Momoko Kochi as Emiko ya- Yamani uh Akiko Hirata as Dr. Cesara, Dr. So- so- to- yeah that is right um Takashi Shimura as Dr. Yam Yamani and Fuyuki Murakame as Dr. Tanabe. And I did mean to write down who was in the Godzilla suit. but um, oh, Katsumi Tezuka. Um uh, I think he was he's the guy in the in the in the Godzilla suit. It's, I think it's fair to uh, mention um because one of the facts that I realized about that was Every half an hour or so they actually had to get almost buckets of sweat out of him. Um which is gross. But um
1: yeah, that thing is, is rubbery,
0: isn't it? Rubbery. Um so I got the budget in as a hundred million yen, um, but the box office at 2.8 million dollars. Um, so I'm not really sure exactly how that <laughs> how those things um match each other so i apologize for my lack of knowledge on that
1: um the thing that i, I imagine it was probably quite successful wasn't it because it, mm. i mean it may have got a sequel maybe maybe two since
0: uh yeah yeah well um and the the other thing was um like i was talking about with uh king kong last year at last year last week i wasn't quite sure whether Things have been adjusted for inflation and stuff like that because, um, in 1954, I'm uh, t- box office of 2.8 million seems like quite a lot. Um, I might be wrong,
1: but um, it's more than a box office of 2.8 million would be now, so we'll definitely give them that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the yen to dollar conversion would be for 1954, though.
0: I'm not going to worry too much about it. I, I honestly don't know why we keep including it. We could probably get rid of that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, even when it's a a, a low-box office, we always end up talking about how they just became sort of cult classics or going the following elsewhere anyway, didn't we? <laughs>
0: yeah, which this certainly is an absolute cult classic.
1: Um, I, I think it, it's, it's beyond that, isn't it? It's it's just a classic full stop. It's, well,
0: it's a... It's a pioneer a of a movie. yeah yeah
1: um
0: so I'd like what I want to get out of actually out of the way but not out of the way because I think this is probably going to be uh, a long discussion between us um so this Godzilla is made uh in 1954 which is sort of nine ten years after Hiroshima um and the main theme running through this movie is, is that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very much a reaction to um, nuclear war and um, or not not nuclear war, but the, basically the tragedy that happened to them and um, what happens when, you know, we go too far with weapons and stuff like that. And, you know, Godzilla himself seems to be something of a representation of, you know, a bomb, really. You know, a sort of physical representation of that. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I think on, on top of that, there's the the Cold War right. problems of continued testing and development of, of these weapons of... O- ultimate destruction isn't there which and you know how much how much worse are things going to get if we keep testing on things you know
0: yeah and it's um i mean it's very much i wouldn't say it slaps you in the face with it because that's that's not true but it feels um it's a representation of that but it's it's almost like a a good uh, feeling of a representation of that. You can actually, I, I felt while I was watching it, you can almost feel um, the pain of that thing that happened to that nation um, in this movie and in some of the commentary in it. Um, it's, uh, it really caught me off guard. It wasn't something I was really expecting going into it. And um, I'll touch on that again later in, in terms of what I was expecting. Um but um, yeah, um, was, I, I'm right, are?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you you must certainly are. This is a film that could only have come out of Japan, right? You know, they're, they're the they are the only country that can really recognize the severity of nuclear warfare. Yeah, uh, you know, I think if you tried to do something similar to this away from you know away from those experiences you end up with attack of the crab monsters don't you right yeah okay you no know, and you know because there there is certainly in that, in that first bit of the film there are a lot of similarities between the two uh but the way that godzilla moves to something so somber and, and worrisome towards the end.
0: Right, yeah, very
1: much. You know, that that can only come about with you know that, that first hand knowledge of the, the devastation and destruction that that those those nuclear weapons you know that the, the, they wrote over Hiroshima and Nagasaki. There was the the, the emotional core throughout this which is surprising how strongly it's there really especially when you consider where godzilla has has gone to as a as a franchise since you know that 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 emotional core is i mean it's it's the entire film for me Mm,
0: absolutely yeah absolutely it's um you know
1: godzilla is is just a means to to get that out really isn't it to to represent the
0: yeah it just he just represents destruction that's what it represents in this film um and I just thought uh, I, it, it hit me quite hard actually um in terms of you know like it, it, I can't say that it resonated with me because like you like you said really uh, you can only have that emotion really I think if you were uh, you know if you've got if you've not felt it really but um you know it, it, it's hit. I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to say, so let me get it. But um, it's just got I this. Think... It's just got a strong melancholy that I wasn't expecting.
1: <laughs> yeah, towards the end for me, it, it resonated in terms of like an environmental message to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is a lot of me projecting onto the film for sure. That you know, because environmentalism as we see it now was. You know, so far removed from from where. But just to skip to the to the very end of the film, where uh you know the guy saying, "You if we carry on with nuclear testing, there's there's going to be this will happen again. It's, you know, yeah, somewhere else we'll get a Godzilla. Yeah, and when you frame Godzilla as this, uh avatar for disaster you know, you can kind of you can put that projection onto it and you know just a, a couple of days before recording like you just look at the streets in Zaragoza in Spain and it's you know cars are being washed away because of, of flash flooding and mm. you know we keep seeing environmental disasters and you know they're, they're they're all kind of Godzillas in their own way aren't they and it's it feels very relevant as a result of that
0: yeah
1: like you know 60 70 years after it was made it, it still feels relevant
0: yes it, it 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 does and it was a surprise but um I wanted to get that sort of heavy bit out of the way because there is a there is a monster movie here um that we should talk about
1: <laughs> yeah I mean we've We've got a good chunk of the real life horror out the way of it, haven't we? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get a chunk of some monster movie goodness.
0: Yeah, so I've got a few things that I want to talk about in terms of uh, the movie itself. It's a little bit... It takes a, a little while to get into it. Um, and even when you do start seeing Godzilla, it still takes a little bit longer than it needs to, to get into it. Um, you know, like, and I'm going to compare it to like King Kong last week where, you know, with King Kong 20 minutes into it, once, as soon as Kong shows up, that's it. It's just action beat after action beat after action beat. Um, whereas this is a different sort of monster movie and it's a different sort of monster movie anyway, in terms of the size of Godzilla compared to the size of like a uh, King Kong, uh, uh, certainly as he was at the time. um, so it is a bit of a slow start and there's some plots i'd say in here um the romance between uh, ogata and uh, emiko it's something and nothing really um well it's nothing really to me it didn't, it didn't do anything for me um what did you think of that of that
1: yeah i'm kind of with you it's something that you <laughs> really could have left on the cutting room floor. It was uh, kind of a vehicle to get to the end, I think, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's not like... Um, it's not as if the two actors uh, had like a really good chemistry between each other that you really felt like they had this sort of love story going on, because there is a sort of degree of not unrequited, but um, they're not allowed to be together, but it doesn't... They have very little chemistry between each other, so it's um, it's a bit of a like I say it could have hit the cutting room floor but i understand i understand why they did it they wanted to have some people in there to care about and uh we didn't care about them <laughs> um let's see duh, duh, duh. Duh, well what have you have you got anything
1: <laughs> uh yeah I mean, i've i've got a few bits i don't really know which one to uh to pick really, uh, at, at the at the danger of just going back into the territory that we that we covered earlier. Mm. There is a there is a lot of bureaucracy in this film, isn't there?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is which can be a bit of a Godzilla trope, actually. There's a lot of that knocking around in Godzilla films where they sort of cut to governments and
1: whatever trying to decide what they're going to do. And... yeah and I kind of I kind of like it in that it gives us that you know although the scenes are you know they are bureaucracy and they are people sat around the room arguing without any real sort of any any character or plot developments for anything it does do this thing that highlights kind of how... This is, you know, a social problem that's got to be tackled by, by the, by society at large, and it's kind of something that takes us away with what we get in more Western cinema, where you you get a small group of of heroes taking this on. You know, if you kind of compare it to something like Independence Day, for example, mm. you get what like three or four characters that sort of in charge of this. Whereas in this film you've got huge you know uh political groups that are arguing back and forth right, and, yeah. and uh like war rooms that are are just full of people and it's like it really I think it really tells us something like culturally about you know what we what we see about, you know, problems to be solved. We, I think we we cling to the idea quite a lot in the West of the strong man, and you know, it's nice to see something different to that, where it's, you know, everyone mucking. We can all get together to solve this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am with you on that, and I quite like the. Um, I think it's Doctor. You. Y- I can't say the names properly. Yamine. Um, I. I, I, I I really like that his his end of it is that he thinks you know that Godzilla should be left alone or at least studied and um you know like we've got this opportunity here to to learn something um you know it's it's a sort of different outlook on things like you say it's not gung ho action there's there's different points to be made along the way um that aren't just about nuclear war <laughs> But uh, what about Godzilla himself? Do you like him?
1: Well, yeah, this film it lives and dies, doesn't it, by by Godzilla? And there is a lot of the film where the model work is a bit iffy, sort of even by the standards of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can really see that nothing nothing is really getting destroyed here, uh, but the work that they do for Godzilla is immaculate. It's like it's it's really great. And I think it the they very judicious with their their choices of what is man in a suit, what's a model work. And when I mean when they choose both options, the, the framing and the scale of Godzilla it is. It's great. Yeah, you know? it's done and really well. A lot of the time, it's just a block stood around cereal box buildings and stuff. But uh, yeah,
0: I liked a lot of the miniature a... work. Uh... Yeah, there
1: was a shot right early. I think that I think it's the first time we see Godzilla. We see a, you know, a group of people running up the hill. Oh right, yeah. And and Godzilla's sort of poked his head out the top of it, and you know he looks massive. He looks enormous in this frame and, and it's quite a quiet introduction compared to some of the things that we'll, we'll see years after this, but like very affecting, Like even now, you know, you still mm. go, shit, God, Godzilla's there. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you know, of course, the the cast do a great job of selling it as well. They, you know, they're they're rolling down that thing and falling over, and yeah, it's yeah great. they
0: do an excellent job yeah, of um, of conveying of conveying the presence of him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in terms of like effects for this movie, um, you know, like you say, Godzilla looks good. Uh, there are some ropey parts of it, but I wanted to ask a question, and I was wondering what you thought the answer, what you thought of this is that if you compare this to King Kong, which was 21 years um, before this film, the effects are, I wouldn't say um, that, well, they're not better, in fact. Uh, They're probably about on the same par. And I was just just wondering in terms of Hollywood, do you think that they were trying to, uh, not Hollywood filmmaking, should I say, were they trying at that point to, improve effects or do you think it was more that we're just churning movies out and you know that was less important to them because um yeah. it surprised me you know that it's not that much better and in some cases i think kong's got it beat hands down um you know i just i did wonder
1: yeah it's, it's hard to, to say really because it's uh It's something that they've gone for a lot of different effects, haven't they, in a lot of ways? Uh, being that Kong used a lot of stop motion, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't know this for sure, but it feels like stop motion is basically, uh, it's it's been the same since day one, isn't it? You know, moving a little bit, it's very, very similar, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't, I'm sure that they've refined it, and there's probably an animator shouting at me now for how wrong I am. And uh, but to me, the you know the stop motion films coming out of Laika, who are wonderful stop motion uh, animation studio, you know, they feel much closer to to King Kong than than uh, this Godzilla feels to the you know, the Godzilla versus Kong that came out a couple of years ago right yeah 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 so in my head that kind of puts it to me why Kong feels a bit more more modern I think it's because that medium is closer to the, the medium that we have now while the medium that we we've got for Godzilla is, is miles from, from this, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. computer generated characters as opposed to a man in a big rubber suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see I, I, you know,
0: what you're saying. Yeah, no, it, it makes it, it makes sense. It just sort of, it really stood out to me that there was, that it didn't seem like there was any leaps and bounds, but you know, almost now, now I think about it, I think it wasn't until really Jurassic Park that effects started coming on leaps and bounds, was it?
1: Um, I mean, certainly, computer effects yeah. have been, you know, they, they've what that you know, Jurassic Park is one of those landmark features. For, for animating a character, it's, you, you sort of get these benchmark films that are all doing sl- something slightly different for me. You know, it's, uh you get your Ray Harryhausen kind of films, don't you, with the, you know, those stop motions, your King Kongs and uh animation playing against people and yeah, it's no, it's a it's a tricky one to say because as, uh, you know, as much as I love film and and I do have a history degree, I'm not a film historian as much as I. No, no, I just as I much as I'd love to be, and it's you know we're kind of operating, you know, just off off guesswork and piecing together the bits that we do not here. And it's,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I sort of started thinking to myself that I think back in that day, in those days, they did sort of start just churning out picture after picture after picture, didn't they? So it was, it was probably less m- being put into movies like this, because this sort of movie really wasn't that popular, I suppose. Um, so
1: anyway, let No, I mean, let- monster movies traditionally were always relegated to the B picture, weren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, there are some fantastic Godzilla moments. Um, there's one moment where he's caused absolute destruction and there's sort of a uh, shot from the distance where you sort of see him in shadow um, against the flame, which just looks really, really good. Um, but yeah, I enjoy the whole Godzilla thing. Um, I'm not a big fan of the ending. I think the ending's a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, but I,
1: but it also says I'm going to agree and disagree with that one. Well, you know, because we we don't get the big bombastic ending, do we? But I think thematically, it's yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna. say It's the, the same.
1: perfect ending for the film. You know, it's uh, a character who has created a weapon even more devastating than the nuclear bombs, and you know, the film ends with an ethical struggle as to whether he can use this thing or whether it would doom the planet. And, you know, it's quite fitting that in the end his 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 solution is to, to take out Godzilla and the weapon at the same time. And and he does that through an act of self-sacrifice and it's, like thematically it's it's everything that the film is is telling us about these these weapons and you know uh you know the, the the genie's out the box sort of thing and that we get an ending where the genie is out and put back in i think it it's it's lovely it's it works perfectly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It, it, thematically, it, it works, but it's just a bit of a. It's just a bit. There's
1: no. There's no explosions, is there? No,
0: it's a bit anticlimactic. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think overall it's a pretty damn good movie. There's only some things that I'd like to pick upon extra, unless you've got anything else to say.
1: You know what? I'm not going to do my thing where I just say something completely, <laughs> uh you know, tangential to to everything we've spoken about so far. I do have something nice I'd like to say about it. But I'm just going to leave it for for this week. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the Facebook group. Well, you're welcome the, to
0: say some nice things. Uh, I've got a couple yeah of, on the day of release. I've got a couple of things that um I just want to pick up on that I thought were dumb. Um number 1 having have explained to them that godzilla can survive a nuclear blast how they thought they were going to stop it with electricity i do not know <laughs> um and the the worst shooting pilots ever um who don't hit don't hit godzilla even once with one of those delightful firework missiles um now before we get on what i want to touch on is did you know that this film was re-released in 1956 called Godzilla King of the Monsters and it has it was it's um reshot for America It's uh did you know that or
1: I I knew there, there was a a Godzilla King of the Monsters from 56 I didn't I didn't realize that was the origin of
0: it Yeah so it's this movie uh except that it's uh it's got the actor Raymond Burr in it it's playing a character called Steve Martin. Um now I just watched I watched this version before I came on to speak to you. Um so I ain't gonna get too much into it. So basically, the, the story's told from his point of view, um, and you get a lot of the key scenes from uh from the movie but what it does is totally loses any of the, the themes that we talked about it just they're, they're just gone um and some of the dubbing's kind of poor but all the godzilla rings pretty good so the american version's very much just a monster movie it's just godzilla doing his thing there's none of this there's none of the sort of thematic stuff to it but it's done pretty well i thought. Um, You know, it feels like that meme where they go, stop enjoying yourself. But I watched it and I thought it was, um, you know, I thought it was fine. And I can understand why people would have enjoyed it because that's the monster movie. Um, But uh, I also wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) Um,
1: So saying this as everything we've said then, how would we how are we thinking about this as as a horror movie
0: yeah well it's absolutely it's absolutely a horror movie because it's, it's, it it if anything it makes you feel bad um which is a real good horror movie trope isn't it <laughs> making you yeah, feel Yeah i mean this
1: you know we we've spoken a, a few times about various ways films can be horror haven't we you know with, with things like uh, you know, horror. If this was happening in real life, horror for the characters, you know, involved in the plot, and horror from real-world implications. And I think it's it's kind of got both of those in spades, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it, you're right. Um, and if you were confronted think, by big monster, scary, nuclear stuff, I
1: think as well scary. some of those shots from you know, like Godzilla looking over the hill and uh you know when, when he's when he's destroying the city, yeah you know, I think there is there is some stuff in there that that an audience in the fifties you know may well have been you know properly properly scared by oh absolutely, yeah you know, I think we're you know given distance and everything that's happened in between we're we're a bit harder to scare, but yeah, I reckon there's some some genuine genuine scares there for the you know the intended audience, yeah.
0: Absolutely a horror movie. Um, so, I don't think we've got any Facebooks. So, I'll go into the um, the critical scores. So, it's a 7.3 on IMDb. Pretty decent. Um, 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Presumably that's fresh.
1: <laughs> it has to be, doesn't it?
0: 8 out of 10 on IGN and a Letterboxd score of four, which is basically a five, isn't
1: it? If you're rounding up.
0: Well, I find with letterboxes there's enough people on there who hate a thing for to bring it down. I don't think I've ever seen anything much higher than maybe 4.1. Um, And then that's because not everyone's got the same taste, I suppose.
1: Um, No, that's... No, it's very hard. I mean... It'd be, it would be impossible wouldn't it to get a get a perfect uh perfect five but uh you know if, if everyone you know if a third of the people are saying three stars third of the people four third of the people five you know that ends up on a four but it's you know it's very clearly a, a special film
0: yeah I actually, actually now I, I gave it i gave it four stars by the looks of it um I think I only did that because it's got such a slow start, though. I wanted it. I wanted it to be, you know, m- more monster, more monster, less people. But uh, uh, that was the start of it. And towards the end, it was like, oh, it's about the people. Riky. we've done it. We've we've done it. We've done we've done the filling, and it was a monster-sized filling. I think we really um, we really chatted about that. I didn't know how that Godzilla chat was going to go, but. Um, you know, it was a much better film than probably both of us were expecting it to be.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's a lot to say about it, isn't there? Yeah.
0: So it's a creative psychopath from me. You should watch Godzilla um, 1954. Not too easy to get hold of, but if you can, go mad.
1: Yeah, um I'm in complete agreement with that. Perfect sentiment.
0: Obviously. Hopefully. Right, so time to get into the final slice of bread. Um, so here we're gonna be asking if we could kaiju a horror character to pit against Godzilla. Who we're we picking? Um my first thought was Jason. Uh but maybe that's only because I like Jason. I sort you, of you
1: do love Jason. I
0: do i must admit i'm gonna say now and i've said this to you earlier i think ultimately i don't think anyone could beat godzilla um i think versus godzilla they're pretty much um they're pretty much everyone's going down to that radiation breath um plus he's sort of mostly indestructible uh so but you know let's have a big jason with oh with, would he get a big machete I suppose he would, wouldn't he? I assume
1: everything is scaled up, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, you're going to have to. You've got to give him his weaponry. But um the other one maybe is Freddy because Godzilla spends a bit of time asleep, doesn't he? Mm. You wouldn't even need to kaiju him then. You could just go inside and he'd be that Godzilla that's from that 80s cartoon. I don't know. I don't know how that works.
1: So my question for this is: if you scale everything up, does everything get slower?
0: it's got to, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because I thought that that a xenomorph would be pretty equal to a Godzilla. Yeah. But if you if you take away the xenomorph speed, it's then it becomes becomes a bit more one-sided, doesn't it? It becomes a bit.
0: That's me doing the breath, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I would. Would the alien be able to withstand the the radiation breath? I don't think so. It can't withstand bullets, can it? Um. As far as I know, you can kill an alien. You just have to make sure you don't get any blood on you. Don't get any blood on you. Because it's... Yeah. It's, um, um, it's Bernie blood. But
1: then I don't... Does a Predator get all of his weapons? Yeah, I suppose the Predator could, um... Can a Predator turn invisible at such a large scale? Surely you'd leave too much too much evidence, footprints and whatnot, when the... Where would he hide? Stomping down a whole housing estate.
0: I wonder if a regular-sized Predator could take out Godzilla. No, probably not. Um... So we need someone really powerful. Maybe Pennywise then. Can't he turn into a giant spider?
1: I didn't think Pennywise probably could just do that anyway, couldn't he?
0: Yeah, he could do that anyway. He could get himself. Because yeah, he, he turns into that big, uh, big fella in the second one, that big axe fella. Big axe fella? Yeah. Paul Bunyan. There you go. He turns into Paul Bunyan. So, maybe he could uh, try and take Godzilla. And it, it, from what I remember, he moves pretty swiftly as well. Uh, so, maybe maybe Pennywise has got it. But don't Pennywise live, work off fear? And I'm not really sure Godzilla's scared of
1: anything. Um, no, Godzilla did go toe to toe with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. And Mothra. And King Ghidorah. Yeah. He's- yeah, he's taken down some some Hay big old is down beast it. yeah
0: I wonder if I could take down mecha mark I wonder if if that ever happens I wonder if I'd lose I'm sure I, I would
1: I'm not well, I'm not sure why that would be if a I thing was against the robot version of myself as soon as I tried to hit it I'm breaking my hand on it
0: yeah maybe you could confuse it with logic uh, I I I personally am easily confused by logic so I think uh, I think I've I've just beat it Like that, beat it with intelligence that I don't have. Maybe I'll fight yours and you fight mine. Um, I'm not sure whether I could beat yours either, but you know, you could probably. I certainly couldn't beat yours. No, all right, well, let's not get a mecha version of ourselves. Um, yeah, so, um,
1: I can't really think who the who the Dracula, a Dracula. a Dracula could take him out. Turn into a big, a massive bat or a big wolf. Maybe a big
0: American wolf in London, maybe.
1: That'd be a fight. I mean, you'd you'd have to fight specifically at, at full moons. So I mean, yeah, but that's that's very much time dependent on whether it's even a fight at all. I'd say. Well, yeah, but we're doing that though.
0: You can't just scale up an American guy. All right, <laughs> one with balloons covering his willem. Um. Actually, that the maybe yeah maybe some kind of werewolf. I think that might be nice Uh, because that feels like a
1: proper Kaiju fight.
0: That's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for the werewolf for American Werewolf. We've just we've
1: just basically recreated the movie Rampage here, haven't we? Oh
0: yeah. Well, uh, that's why it works. Then that's why it works. Oh, well, we'll chuck just chuck King Kong. Can we have a
1: giant The Rock? Do you reckon a giant The Rock
0: would beat Godzilla? Is he allowed to do a People's elbow on him?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he wouldn't be able to beat a giant Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: No, I don't think Godzilla could beat a giant Stone Cold
1: Steve Austin. There you go. There we'd be beating him. Stone Cold Steve Austin's probably been in a horror movie at some point. So there we go. That's what's beating Godzilla. Giant Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, it's sort of gone away from the rules of horror characters, but...
0: Oh I don't know if he has Don't let me get movie.
1: Steve Austin's IMDB
0: up. Kane. Kane was in a horror movie, wasn't he? Ah, we're rambling now anyway. We've we've hit rambling territory. I think uh I think we've done a good job there. I'm sure he is in a horror movie, Stone Cold. There's I'm sure there's something about hunting people. Uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean probably. He's done action films. Yeah, sure. Sock it to me. Uh, he was having a fight with The Undertaker. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe The Undertaker. Look, this is getting daft now.
1: Let's get <laughs> let's get off this. Bleeding. Which enormous WWE wrestler could Godzilla beat?
0: Um, well, I think he could get, beat most of them, but I don't think he'd be able to. I think I'm with you Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, um, yeah. I was going to do a Stone Cold impression then, but I didn't. Uh I guess I could, but I didn't. Anyway, um let's finish this episode because we've rambled and rambled and rambled. And uh it's time to I don't know what I was gonna say. Time to go, time to leave, time to stomp back time into to the go. Ocean. Wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Time for us to stomp back into the ocean and have a little sleep. Um don't forget to join all the social medias. Instagram, I'm putting art on Instagram. Well, it's not art, it's sort of like doodlies. I, I do I think it's beautiful. I do doodlies. Um, but I'm specifically putting it on Instagram just to make people go there. So if you want to see the art that what what I'm doing, um go on there. Facebook groups, you know. Each week we put what movie we're doing, and people don't like to comment. Comment. We love you. And uh yeah, Patreon's available. And oh, and you know what? I'm just gonna tell them what's coming up on Patreon, Patreon. Just uh we're we're gonna be doing Batman 89.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's our little uh our little area for, for non-horror films yeah. talk. So uh yeah, let's just go
0: now. All right,
1: let's do it.
0: We've finished. Yeah. I am finished, right. Bye. Never work in this town again, kid. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.